Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. Get Lit is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Nia Lewis. To give some background for our lovely new listeners, our podcast focuses on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern day contemporary poets. Today's poet sets a great example of using cultural intersectionality in literature due to her perspective as a Black and Latina woman living in America. So sit back, relax, while we get lit, get literate, and get literacy with contemporary poet Elizabeth Acevedo. Elizabeth Acevedo was born on February 15, 1988 in New York, New York. She was an only child to two Dominican immigrants and speaks both English and Spanish. She has a performing arts BA from George Washington University and a creative writing MFA from the University of Maryland. Acevedo is a New York Times bestselling author of The Poet X, With the Fire on High, and Clap When You Land. Her other books include Write Yourself a Lantern, Beast Girl and Other Origin Myths, and Woke, also written by Mahogany L. Brown and Olivia Gatwood. Her debut novel, The Poet X, won the 2018 National Book Award for Young People's Literature. Additional accolades include the Prince Award for Excellence in Young Adult Fiction, the Sillip Carnegie Medal, and the Boston Globe Horn Book Award for celebrating, affirming, and portraying Latinx culture and experience. She was the first writer of color to receive the Carnegie Medal and the award's 83-year history. For those who don't know, the Carnegie Medal is an annual British literary award that recognizes one outstanding new English language book for children or young adults. This was a great accomplishment for Acevedo, as the Carnegie Medal was called the UK's oldest and most prestigious children's book award. Like Lucille Clifton, she grew up in a family of storytellers. So in a way, her parents were her early influences when it came to developing her voice. As she grew more experienced in poetry, she credits writers such as Natalie Diaz, Sarah Kay, and many others for influencing her work. But aside from these poets, Acevedo also highlights the pivotal role her high school teachers played in bringing her into the world of poetry. Before poetry, she wanted to sing, but she claims she didn't have a great voice, so she turned to hip-hop and became deeply interested in rap. When a teacher at the organization fair at her school asked her if she could write, she said, I mean, I rap, but I don't write poetry. And when her teacher encouraged her to come to the poetry club meetings, Acevedo followed up with with, I don't think you heard me. I'm not a poet, I'm a rapper. And I think it's really weird that many people who rap don't think that they can do poetry when the abbreviation for rap is rhythm and poetry. Rap is a form of poetry and it happens to be one of my faves. If you're a rapper and you love writing raps, you're a poet, just saying. And when Acevedo skeptically showed up to the poetry meetings, a whole world was opened up to her. She found it liberating to write honestly about herself without anyone looking at what she wrote unless she wanted them to look at it. In one interview, she described writing poetry like a kid at playtime, where you don't have to perform, but rather be free and experiment and express yourself however you like. I think that's why poetry is such an amazing creative outlet. It's an art form that allows you to let your walls down and openly and candidly express your thoughts. And if you want to share your work, doing so allows you to get those words off your chest while opening up communities. But you can keep it to yourself because that's fine too. 
Just the act of writing out your feelings and giving yourself the ability to process your experiences is so healing and important for self-reflection. With an obvious passion for poetry and language, Acevedo now states that she aims to tell the narrative of my people as best as I can with the gifts that have been given to me. One tip Acevedo gives for writers and artists in general is to consume a lot of the work they want to put out. She encourages writers to read often in order to grasp a sense of different styles to therefore build their own. We have the same mentality at Get Lit, where we encourage students to claim your poem, claim your life. Immersing yourself in the works of other poets is so critical and improving your own skills. And look, you're already doing that by listening to our podcast. Speaking of poems, let's get into Elizabeth's poem. This is a very powerful piece, and I think that it's a poem that can resonate with a lot of people. Elizabeth tells a story of her living in a colonized environment, where she starts to lose a sense of where she came from, but she has to remind herself that her history and her language is what makes her her, Elizabeth Acevedo. This poem is about claiming yourself and loving everything about yourself and your culture. So here's a previously recorded performance uploaded to Slam Finds YouTube channel in 2015. Elizabeth Acevedo performing her poem Afro-Latina. Afro-Latina, camina conmigo, salsa swagger anywhere she go, como la negra tiene tumbao azúcar, dance to the rhythm, beat the drums of my skin, Afro-descendant, the rhythms within the first language I spoke was Spanish. Learn from lullabies whispered in my ear. My parents' tongue was a gift which I quickly forgot after realizing my peers did not understand it. They did not understand me. So I rejected habichuela and mangu, much preferring Happy Meals and Big Macs, straightening my hair in imitation of Barbie. I was embarrassed by my grandmother's colorful skirts and my mother's ebroki ingli, which cracked my pride when she spoke. So shit, I would poke fun at her myself, hoping to lessen the humiliation. Proud to call myself American, a citizen of this nation, I hated caramel color skin. Curse God, I'd been born the color of cinnamon, how quickly we forget where we come from. So remind me, remind me that I come from the Tainos of the Rio, the Aztec, the Mayan, los Incas, los Españoles con sus fincas buscando oro, and the Yoruba Africanos que con sus manos built a mundo nunca imaginado. I know I come from stolen gold, from cocoa, from sugarcane, the children of slaves and slave masters, a beautifully tragic mixture, a sancocho of erased history, and my memory can't seem to escape. The thought of lost lives and indigenous rape. A bittersweet bitterness, a feeling innate. The soul of a people past, present, and fate. Our stories cannot be checked into boxes. They are in the forgotten, the undocumented, the passed down spoonfuls of arroz con dulce at abuela's knee. They're the way our hips skip to the beat of cumbia, merengue, y salsa. They're in the bending and blending of backbones. We are deformed and reformed beings. It's in the sway of our song, the landscapes of our skirts, the azúcar beneath our tongues. We are the unforeseen children. We're not a cultural wedlock. They're too kinky for Spain. They're too wavy for dreadlocks. So our palms tell the cuentos of many tierras. Read our lifeline, birth of intertwined moonbeams and starshine. We are every ocean cross, North Star navigates our waters. Our bodies have been bridges. We are the sons and daughters. El destino de mi gente, black, brown, beautiful. Viviremos para siempre, afro-latinos hasta la muerte.
oh my god her voice her power her confidence everything about that was so amazing Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Get Lit Minute, focused on Elizabeth Acevedo. I hope you've enjoyed the reading of one of her poems, as well as learning something about her life. Make sure you share this episode with your friends and tune in to our next episode. See you next week! Get Lit Minute is a production of Get Lit Words Ignite. This podcast was produced by Samuel Curtis, executive produced by Diane Luby Lane, and engineered by Peter Davis. This episode was researched, written, and edited by Bridget Yang, alongside me, Nia Lewis. Lucas Lane is our digital editor, and our editorial advisors are Kelly Grace Thomas and Colleen Hamilton. Special thanks to the entire Get Lit staff and donors who made this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more of our episodes, this podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website, getlit.org. That is G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G. See you then.